Well, I'm lucky. Good for him that he can drink Guinness. I can't drink Guinness. No? Go straight through me. Oh. With a shamrock on top. You're listening to Track by Track with me, Dan. And me, Will. This is the music podcast. We take a great pop music album and break it down track by track. And we get a buzz out of doing it. And we hope that you get a buzz out of listening to it. So, Dan, are you ready to step up today? Absolutely. To Be- the plate. As always, Will, because on the turns over this week, we've got Buzz by Steps. Will, actually, I was hoping you would say the album title. How would you pronounce it? Buzz. Buzz. Lovely. By Stups. I do love that faux northern accent. Uh, so, Buzz by Steps. It feels like we've been talking about Steps a lot recently. Well, they're uh, back, aren't and they? great. And good for us, actually, because they are back. They've got a new uh, single, a new album soon to come. I think we are uh, dribbling with anticipation at the new album. Speak for yourself, Will. Like a rabid dog over there. <laughs> so, I just had a uh, sherbet dab. <laughs> Uh, and we are still loving uh what the future holds as well it's yeah so thinking back 20 years ago when this album came out um it was very exciting it was our third album who would have known that a it would have been their last studio album for quite a long time but also that they would still be here or they'd be back in 20 years releasing arguably will one of their best singles to date with what the future holds it's pretty spectacular, actually. Pretty spectacular, actually. Well, you could say yeah. that. And of course, if you haven't listened yet, do check out our spectacular episode from last year. Available now on Track by Track. And this probably isn't the last we've heard of Steps this year on Track by Track either. No, I would love to talk about the brand new album with well, some special guests. Well, that's yeah. Say no more. Now, who are Steps? Steps are Claire, Lee, Faye, H, and HRH, Lisa Scopley. Oh, really, ha- she really is the queen of hun culture, isn't she? She is the queen of pop culture. Yes, at the that's what I meant as well. Uh, and their back is so good. To we we're fortunate enough to join them for their comeback press conference. Uh, which was virtual, obviously, uh, recently. And it was so good to hear them all together, having a laugh with Ryland, talking about the new album, and getting back together again. And you just get this feeling like they are having as much fun as they ever had now. Differences aside, older and wiser, the music is good. uh, And they don't feel like they're going to be giving up anytime soon. No, it doesn't feel like it. And again, with a lot of bands who take a break and get back together, thinking namely, actually, of... Uh, someone like take that particularly because it's another pop group but it feels like when they come back together they appreciate it a lot more and there's a it's a little bit more relaxed isn't it because they know they've got the success they know they've got the fan base so they can enjoy it as much as the fans enjoy it and the fans do enjoy steps they love the new sound but also steps live what a party and actually i'm saying that well i know sadly you haven't seen them live yet have you 
But uh, I, that will be rectified. That will be rectified. We absolutely will be going to see them next year. COVID depending. Oh, I really hope it's not still around by then. Please. Let's move on because I Please. can't even begin to think about that. Uh, and one of the things I love about Steps as a fivesome is they all bring something different into the mix as well. And I think it's been great to see them grow and develop over the years as well. You know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to um, embarrass them all individually, but I love the fact that when they all come together, it's five great characters, great people, great vocals as well. Yeah. And just lovely personalities. When you see them being interviewed or, um, or on, on any of their social media channels or anything like that, like you said, they've got their own personalities, but they are very down to earth as well. Enough, Dan, before I have to get the wet floor sign out. Right. <laughs> so we're talking about Buzz today, which is the third studio album from Steps, uh, released 20 years ago, uh, back in October 2000. Uh, and it got to number four in the UK album chart. This was uh, a real mix of uh, covers, new tracks, bangers, ballads, uh, with work from the UK and from Sweden. Um, and a slight tweak in the sound to make it a little bit more mature as well. Definitely. And one of the real standout things from this album, which we'll obviously go into much more detail later, is that each member co-wrote their own track on this album as well, uh, which I'm very much looking forward to delving into that. Also, I don't know how often this happens on an album, two A side singles came off this album. Yes. Towards, well, from I think from the midpoint of their career onwards, Steps absolutely loved a double A side, didn't they? Which I think was quite nice. I, I guess the idea behind it was that it showcase, quite often it showcased two different sides to the band. But I did often think, God, with each one, they've got to do another video for it as well and rehearse more live performances and things like that. But yeah, there was a lot of singles from this album. Shall we get stuck in? Yes. So. Side one, track one. Better the devil you know. So better the devil you know there. Dan, is that a cover? I'm not sure. You're not mistaken, Will. That is a very famous cover of a very famous song by one of our favourite pop princesses. And if we're lucky, Lucky. yeah, Yeah, let's have a little bit. Oh, 
So two better devil you know is for one there, Will. Yes, and I can't decide which one I prefer. There's only one way to find out. Fight. Fight! Oh, that'd be great. Sonia versus Kylie. Oh, who would win? Sonia, I think... I'd I think Sonia, because she's from Liverpool. Yes. Oh, what, what is it? Oh, oh, Dan, have you watched that uh, programme about the hotel, the Shankly? No. It's uh, like a fly-on-the-wall documentary called uh, The Great British Party Hotel or something on iPlayer. I... And it's about this hotel in Liverpool where people go for like nights out parties. It's really funky. All the rooms are out really nicely. We should go. Hilarious, some of the people. After we've stopped off at Friends B&B in Blackpool. Ah, lovely. Don't order the cooked breakfast. So, Will, what do you think to... Back to business. What do you think to Steps take on Better the Devil You Know? I think they really brought their own sound to Better the Devil You Know. And it's great and it's a really fun song, but I always prefer the Kylie version. And that's no no reflection on steps. Well, th- this is uh, might shock you or, or might not. I actually prefer the steps version. Why? Because, I think partly because when this song came out as a single, and this, of course, was a double A side with Say You'll Be Mine and released almost a year before this album came out, uh, Christmas 1999. Um, I didn't really know the Kylie song at the time. So this was almost my introduction to the song. But also because I love Steps and I love this sound and it is very of the time, uh, produced by Topham Twig, who we'll be talking about much more later, alongside Pete Waterman, who of course wrote the song as part of Stock Aiken Waterman. This was this was my version of the song. Now and that's a great point. This was it's funny that it's included on this album when it was released as a single, double A side, so long before the album came out. Yes. And I have a funny feeling, we said this when we did Septacular and Tragedy is the opening track, I have a funny feeling that we said they could have actually left that off. That could have just been a sort of a, a standalone double A side with Heartbeat. Same again, I, it's, it's a great pop song. It's a great opening to the album, but I don't think it needed to be on here. No, it could have stood alone, stood proud. Mm. And do you remember the video, Will? Yes, it's uh, everyone's favourite it was a highlights package of them on tour edited uh, to the song. Wearing lots of red PVC, lots of horns and tails and things. Do you remember when uh, Take That did a similar look for one of their tours? Yes, although I can't quite remember what song it was. But yes, I do remember that, yeah. And Howard famously bared his buttocks. Oh, yes. I think it was probably Relight My Fire, wasn't it? Yes. Yes. Yeah. But, yeah, but it's still a good, upbeat, poppy, peppy way to kick off the album. Uh, it got to number four uh, when it was released way back in December 1999. And this was the run-up to Christmas number one, wasn't it? So it did very well in that regard. I think the winner of that Christmas number one was um, Westlife with I Have a Dream and Seasons in the Sun. Dan, we had joy, we had fun. We had sessions with your mum. That's what the boys used to sing at school. I know. I, I didn't join in with that, I'll be quite honest. I did. So... Shall we move on? Yeah, track number two now. And this is this is great, isn't this is it? A bop. Stomp. No! 
So stomp there, and will I say this with all sincerity, what a fun song. Yeah, it's pure, isn't it, in the joy of when the working week is done, Yeah, go to a luxury apartment and yeah. absolutely ruin it. Yeah, trash it. And we have trashed a few apartments in our time, Oh, we? it's been great, because you go on Airbnb, you find an apartment, a really nice luxury one, just stay there for one night, absolutely rip the shit out of it, mm. and then leave again. I wonder if they ever did get those stains out. It's the perfect crime. Hmm. Uh, we're obviously joking because that's been highlighted recently as a very bad thing and something that Airbnb do want to camp down on. And actually, if anyone was thinking of doing that, don't. This has been a paid promotion by Airbnb. The lighter way to stay. So, stomp there. First off, I have to talk about how this was a number one for Steps. Uh, to date, their final number one. Although, of course, what the future holds was number one on iTunes. For, uh, it's a different time. It, it's a different time. Um, but yeah, this followed Heartbeat Tragedy, the double A side, as their second number one. And I'm sure it was the same for you, Will. I was thrilled because Steps worked so hard and more often than not, they'd get top five hits, they'd get top ten hits, but you know, quite often they'd miss out on that number one. I was so pleased with them when they got a number one single with this. They And they still, you know, they love, it feels like they love the interviews, the performances, the promotion that they do. And there's a group, they just seem to work so hard at it. It must be absolutely exhausting and maybe not always the most fun thing to do. Mm. But, you know, when they have success like this, it shows it's all worth it. Definitely. Uh, and I have to say, we'll talk about the album artwork later, but they definitely had some fun with their hair for the single <laughs> artwork with this. Very of the time, shall we say. Yeah, you had hair, actually, like Lisa Scott Lee uh, at the time. I saw some old pictures of you. I had the braces as well. I didn't need them, but I just wanted the whole look. No, I can't, we can't go too much into hair watch, wig watch, but uh, <laughs> Lee's wig or hair. It's not wig. It's just, that was very of this time, very textured. Very Liza Minnelli, I'd say. Very much like you stick your fingers in the electric sockets. Yeah. Or try when you try and tease out a piece of toast from the toaster with a knife. Don't do that. Don't do that. No. Don't do that. This has been a paid promotion by the London Fire Brigade. Saving lives every day. So this one was written by long-term Steps collaborators Mark Topham and Carl Twig. Also on writing duties, Rita Campbell on this one. Uh, and Pete Waterman producing as well. Co-producing. And we cannot talk about this song without not talking about the um, chic influence. It's very disco, isn't it? Yes. And it does... Feature uh, a riff, apparently an orchestral riff from Everybody Dance, but uh, with so many alterations, it's they're not listed as uh, songwriters. Controversial. More alterations than your mother's wedding dress. So track number three now, and if only this was the summer we've just had. Summer of love. Summer of Love there. This was the first track released from the album campaign proper. And it was a double A side. Yes. 
uh, with When I Said Goodbye. So very juxtaposed tracks. Yeah. And also just that thing again that When I Said Goodbye was from the previous album, Septacular. So for two of the singles from that album and this album, they had one single from that album, one single from this album. It's quite baffling, isn't it, Will? It's baffling, Dan. Yeah. I, baffling. I don't quite think they needed to do that. Um, but I love this. Song. Summer of Love, I think, is one of Sepp's best songs ever. And Dan, do you remember last week when we were talking about U2, we talked about the good and bad versions of the band in the video for, is it Elevation? Elevation, yeah. This was uh, for the Summer of Love as well. They had good steps and bad steps. Yeah. And good steps chased bad steps off with great dancing. Yeah. Um, I remember it well. And I think we, did we get confirmation that you two were influenced by steps or... I don't know if you had that confirmed. I did reach out to Bono. Yeah. Uh, but he's not got back to me. Oh, okay. He was uh, in the pub drinking Guinness. Oh. And Dan, can you tell me, I know it's normally my uh, area of expertise, but mm. how did this do in the charts? So you really have thrown me under the bus there, but I quite like it. This one peaked at number five in the charts. Now, I have to be quite honest with you, Will. That does surprise me because Summer of Love, as I said before, I think it's one of their best singles and even though When I Said Goodbye had already been released and was a ballad, Summer of Love was brand new, so you would have thought the fans would be flocking to the shops to get hold of it. But, uh, yeah, number five. Such a fun, optimistic song. It just feels like we haven't had that in summer this year. No. Although, would we know, actually? What do you mean, would we know? Well, if if there had been a good, upbeat, optimistic summer song by a new artist, could it have passed us by? Well, no, I just mean in general, like the summer hasn't felt like, you know, we haven't had the festivals, the parties, no. the barbecues, uh, the drinking all day in the park. Well, we have had that. Well, yeah. <laughs> and we have been away on holiday. Yes, we have. To Sicily. And you were definitely doing a bit of flamenco, Latino style dancing around the pool, weren't you? I And I did request this song a few times. It's I just think it's such an uplifting, quite Balearic inspired summer Bop, flamenco, and just, yeah, it's got that, that hint of, uh, well, there's actually Spanish lyrics, aren't there, in there as well. There's uh, Disfruta la vida, which is enjoy life, or Pienso Catakiro, which is I think that I love you. So, track number four now, it's The Way You Make Me Feel. It's the way you make me feel there, Dan. And when I hear this song, I think about that wonderful period video. Uh, it looked like we're all in Pride and Prejudice. Yes, I do love the video for this one. They, I mean, they always did great videos, didn't they? But this one in particular had a lovely theme to it. Worked with the song, but at the same time, I think the song... I really, really enjoy this song. It's not the, the big banger that you expect from Steps. It's also not the fantastic ballad that they do with things like Heartbeat. But it is just a lovely in-betweeny thing. Uh, and this was the second single to be released from the album. There was a bit of an issue, actually, because it was uh, released. Um, some record stores released this a week early by accident. Uh, so uh, it went from number 70 to 
uh, to the proper release week to number two. Oh, I... so what? Are, what are to do? And I think, as far as steps are concerned, they don't want to cock up. No. Well, apart from H. <laughs> and it really is such a shame that they all ended up with a number two on their hands because I imagine they were promised uh, a number one spot with this one because it was released on New Year's Day. Sales are kind of lower, uh, but it's easier to get a number one. But yeah, with the cock-up that you mentioned, it, it obviously did chart number two, which is still great, but this really rightfully should have been their third number one. And it could have been, couldn't it? It, it could have been and should have been. Uh, but like you say, it's a great piece of pop music. And there's a great B-side to this track, actually, as well, uh, which is a cover of uh, a classic track by uh, then Temptations and then latterly Marvin Gaye. Too busy thinking about my baby. And let's have a little bit of it. I remember. Do you remember seeing Motown Mania? Did you watch it at the time when they performed that live? I can't remember it, but I do remember the show. Yeah. And this was all those... It was ABBA Mania, wasn't there? Motown Mania, Grease Mania. Maybe actually now we could do Steps Mania and get a load of acts to cover Steps. Martin McCutcheon, Bewitched. Rachel Stevens. Yeah. Someone from Gogglebox, perhaps. Danny Minogue. Yeah. Oh. Uh, the lovely Sean Mendes. Yes, you could do it. I'd like that. Uh, the lovely friend of the podcast. Katie Bryce. I was going to say Ven Smith. Oh, yes. But we're getting ahead of our, way ahead of ourselves there. There's an idea for any TV execs listening. Do credit us, though. Executive producers. Oh, that'd be nice. Mm. Yeah. You get loads of money without having to do any work. Oh, heaven. So this one was written by Jorgen Elofsson. Now, Jorgen is a Swedish Grammy-nominated, Brit Award-nominated, and several other awards-nominated uh, songwriter and producer. He has written huge hits, the likes of Kelly Clarkson's Stronger, and loads of stuff for Westlife, like Fool Again. Um, and he produced this alongside David Kruger, also uh, from Sweden, who has worked on the likes of tracks by Boyzone and Britney Spears. <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that. Surprised yourself a bit there. I was, I was, I was thinking, shall I leave it at Britney? But no, I shan't. And before we move on from this one, I just want to mention, do you remember when Steps first came back a few years ago, um, they first reunited, and I distinctly remember they, they performed this one on This Morning. Did you see that performance? No. It was great. I would recommend, check it out on YouTube because they're doing it live in front of, I think it's probably Holly and uh, Phil at the time, and the vocals are great. I really enjoyed that performance. So track number five now. This is You'll Be Sorry.
So that was, uh, you'll be sorry, much clubbier feel to that mm. track. <laughs> much clubbier. I, this has always been a favourite of mine. I think it is a little bit of a steps deep cut, isn't it? Even though for, it's a single. But something about the, yeah, the production, that dancier feel. Uh, and also actually H's vocal is fantastic on this track. Um, it just makes me think it's a little bit more of a mature step sound. And also a little bit kind of in the same vein as Deep Shade of Blue. And Dan, you've got a very personal connection to this track, haven't you? Yes, I do, Will. I did actually not to bring this up, but never mind. Well, I'll, yeah, maybe you can take it out. So there was a competition. Uh, I was a huge Steps fan back in the day. And there was a competition for fans to be in the video oh, wow. for You'll Be Sorry. And the concept was, so this was a double A side, another bloody double A side with Here and Now. And it was a two-part uh, video. So Here and Now had the band running through a maze and in the middle, they get to a spaceship. And then part two, they're on the spaceship uh, performing live. And me and the other competition winners, only about 30 of us or so, we actually got to dance while Steps performed uh, the track live. <laughs> what an opportunity to have. Yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> the competition winners didn't make it into the video. No, we didn't get into the video. <laughs> Uh, we were joking about Dan being in the video, but I've just, I know it's not funny, but imagine that. I gutted you would be if you were a competition winner. Uh, and you want the prizes to be in a steps video. And then, for whatever reason. Because you were bad dancers. <laughs> well, that's what you think, isn't yeah. it? As well. Unfortunately, you immediately think, well, they obviously didn't dance very well. If you were one of those competition winners, oh, God. please let us know. Please. And did you get anything as recompense for not being in the final edit? Cruel, how cruel, how cruel, and sorry that we uh slightly took the piss there, but it was we, <laughs> but we had to ridiculous. pause, we had to pause recording the episode for 10 minutes before we stopped laughing about <laughs> awful, awful, awful. I'm so I'm sure it's looked back on by the group as one of their biggest regrets. So, yeah, double A side with here and now, we'll come on to talk about here and now, uh, because it's on the album. Uh, but this did really well. It got to number four in the UK singles charts as another another double A-side single. I like the fact that Here and Now is very poppy and this is a bit more dancey, club dance style. Yes. And for the single of this and Here and Now, actually, we'll have nothing to say about Here and Now when we get around to it. Uh, there were new mixes of the tracks, which uh, obviously was to um, pick up sales, I think. And this was uh, Topham and Twig. On Again. the co-write for this, yeah. Very good, aren't they? They're, they are very good, yes. And uh, Pete Waterman again, twiddling the knobs on uh, production duties there. So, <laughs> Dan, this is what you're currently doing at the moment. After having one brush off too many from the boy in the chip shop. Learn to love again. That was Learn to Love Again, and this is the first of the tracks where a band member has teamed up with a songwriter to co-write a song on the album. And on this one, Ian H. Watkins has teamed up with Andrew Frampton. Now, Andrew Frampton has previously written uh, step songs with Pete Waterman, including Love's Got a Hold of My Heart, banger, uh, Never Say Never Again, 
banger, uh, but also other songs including uh, The Scripts, Break Even and S Club 7's Have You Ever. Uh, but on this one, I think it's a bit more of a... It's got a hint of R&B on this one, don't you think? Yeah, it's got a real beat to it that you don't normally hear in a Steps song. Also, it's really nice to hear step, uh, Steps. <laughs> on a Steps album. <laughs> uh, it's really nice to hear Ian. Yes. But yeah, six songs in, this is the first album track. And I think it's a great sound. I think, you know, with a 15-track, very poppy album, you could be forgiven for thinking the album tracks were going to be all filler. But I think this is a great song. And let's move into the next one now and hear what Lisa Scott Lee's got to offer. Well, it's got to be something good, isn't it? Because she's co-writing on the next track, which is Never Get Lisa Scott Lee singing that one there. And she sounds wonderful, doesn't she? I mean... We it's a great track. Just love Lisa. And this is, you know, thank God her track is not a clanger because it's just a wonderful disco-tinged dance pop. It is. And I really love... It's very... It's almost kind of kind of muted, grandiose track as well. Mm. And there's a madman on this one as well. Ray Madman Hedges was... Uh, madman, his nickname, by all accounts... Um, and he has worked with some legends from the likes of uh, Westlife and Emma Bunton and Gene Simmons, but also uh, Westlife, Bewitched, Chicane, Take That. The list just goes on and on and on. Also, uh, uh, James Corden and Zig and Zag. Oh, and two of the Muppets, PJ and Duncan. <laughs> I am joking, they're national treasures. Now, Will, I've got some... Uh, I've got a mind-boggling bio to read out to you. So Ray Hedges often would work with Nigel Butler, uh, and they cover up this song with Lisa Scott Lee. And Nigel Butler has had one of the most baffling careers that I think we've ever talked about, so I have to take some time yeah, go out on, go on. from this episode to get into it. He started his career as um, a scene painter on films, working on the likes of Indiana Jones, and also working uh, with Stanley Kubrick, on things like Full Metal Jacket. Then he moved into music and became a member of a band called The Audience. And we all know who was in The Audience. Sophie Spexter. Then he went on to program and play bass guitar and keyboards for the likes of uh, Banana Rama and Jason Donovan. And then he went on to songwrite for the likes of Steps uh, and many others. And then he ended up being a music producer on TV programs for the likes of Pop Stars, uh, Rock School with Gene Simmons and The X Factor. What a career. This has been a paid promotion by Nigel Butler. <laughs> so it's Claire's turn now as we move into track number eight. And this is Hand on Your Heart. Put your hand on your heart and tell me that we're
So Hand on Your Heart there, co-written with Claire and performed mainly by Claire. Uh, Will, very much a ballad. How are you with this one? Uh, I think what saves it for me is Claire, her voice. Just, she's just got an incredible voice. She has, she has. And what's quite interesting and, and quite lovely as well is that recently I rewatched the Steps reunion documentary that went out way back when they got back together. I think it was even as far back as 2011 and something or something like that. And the rest of the band acknowledge that, that Claire has got this fantastic, huge vocal, a massive range. And it's, it's kind of, it's not, it's not an unsaid thing. They know that she has this incredible vocal. She does carry a lot of the songs. Um, but on this one where she's written herself, it really, it's, it's fantastic to hear her singing something she's written. And if you haven't heard her solo, uh, recent solo album, I would definitely check it out for much more of that. Mm, definitely. My Wildest Dreams, I think it was called. This has been a paid promotion from Claire Richards. The so, Longs of Steps. So this one was co-written with Andrew Frampton, who, of course, co-wrote Learn to Love Again with H. Um, but it's a, it's, a, it's a great power ballad, isn't it? Mm. It's not, oh, you know, when I say goodbye that we talked about earlier from the last album, but the double A side of Summer of Love, quite stripped. This has got a lot of oomph to it as well. Stripped and ripped. Oh, like me on holiday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think I meant ripped like uh, a ripped body, <laughs> not uh, uh, torn to shreds. Anyway... <laughs> Um, track number nine now this is Happy Go Lucky Happy Go Lucky there, which is a very uh, good album track. As it's actually, it's probably my least favourite song on the album, to be quite honest with you, Will. I think it's it's not a terrible pop song. It's very upbeat, it's very catchy, but I think this would have made a great B-side. Ooh, okay. Mm. And we said before, this is a 15-track album. It's a long album. Of course, they had then had to get in the singles, they had to get in the five tracks co-written with a band, which I assumed there was some sort of agreement beforehand that none of those would be singles. Um, and yeah, just for me, this one doesn't, doesn't quite have the quality of some of the other ones. But it is worth mentioning that on co-writing and production duties on this one was Alex Greggs. And Alex Greggs has written with the likes of NSYNC on their celebrity album, which is on our long list, isn't it? Uh, also with JC Chassez, Chassez, Chassé. Chassé. Sorry, JC. Uh, Paris Hilton and Lady Gaga. And Greg's now open again in your local area. Uh, Alex Greg's. That was not a paid promotion by Greg's. But do check out the Festive Bake. Back in store soon. Please do a vegan one, Greg's, this year, please. Or veggie. So let's move swiftly on to track number 10 now. Title track from the album, this is Buzz.
So that was Buzz with Three Zeds, Will. Uh, well, that's one of my favourite songs on the album. It's great, isn't it? It's, it's v- all about the chorus for yeah. me. Yeah, it's just so catchy, that buzz. Um, it all, from, from the first listen to the album, this was one of my favourite tracks on here. I've got a great pop fact. So uh, the writer of this song, Mark Mueller, uh, wrote the huge hit uh, Crush by Jennifer Page. Wow. Uh, which was definitely a one-hit wonder. Yep. But was a massive song, wasn't it? It was a huge song. Also covered by Jasmino, who we've talked about oh. a few times on The New Music Drop. Hello, Jasmino Lovey. Hello, Jasmino Lovey. I've got another pop fact for you. Oh, really? About Mr. Mueller. Go on. He also wrote the theme tunes to Disney's DuckTales and Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Chip and Dale Rescue Oh hang on a minute Chip Chip and Dale Buzz Maybe He's got a stammer It's a great track I love it because it's an album track And it's almost You know If you weren't a Steps fan You wouldn't necessarily know about that track And sometimes it's nice to have those little treats I do like a treat On the build up to Christmas We're not in the build up to Christmas It's September It's October It's October Let's so move on. Yeah, and talking of which, here's here and now. Here and now. I wanna be the one for you. In everything you want me to. Cause I could live if we steps coming up later pop master <laughs> love to be ken bruce i would well as i said i'd love to be a radio 2 dj but being ken bruce would be quite cool as well i'd love to do the morning i'd love to do that slot yeah 10 to 10 to 1 yeah or something like that on radio 2 yeah i would love to because you get to play the hits you get to do pop master uh and you also don't have to get up at 4 a.m although i think we'd be quite good on a breakfast show yeah like uh, Zoe Ball and Chris Miles. Well, remember when Zoe Ball and Kevin Greening used to do the breakfast show on Radio 1? No, Kevin Green. I don't know who Kevin Greening is. Kevin Greening died. Oh. Yeah. Any radio station bosses listening? Yep. We're, we're here. We're not fussy either. We'll do anything. Sorry? We'll, we'll do any radio show. I mean, not, we won't do anything to get on the radio. Together, though. We'll do anything together to get on the radio. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Kissing with tongues. <laughs> So here and now, that was the other side of the double A side with You'll Be Sorry. Uh, so uh, what a co-writer on this song is Andres Carlson. And if you love Swedish pop music, you'll know who he is. Because not only is he a writer and producer, he's also an artist. And this song was a cover. Originally recorded by Worlds Apart, the uh, I remember English them. boy band. Yeah. yeah, They didn't release it as a single, but it was part of their album, Here and Now released uh, in 2000 and their lineup at some part it seems like one of those boy bands who's just or one of those bands is just changing lineup constantly but at one point featured brother beyond's Nathan, Nathan. Moore yeah, yeah.
facts continue like a fruit machine firing out a jackpot. Um, so the producers of this out al- of this single have got a really great caliber of hit pop songs like Up by the Saturdays, mm. like uh, Ride It by Jerry Halliwell. Oh, banger. Like Hush Hush or Pussycat Dolls. And also Cradle by Atomic Kitten. That is, uh, we've talked about them, that before because that is a banger. Well, not, not a banger, sorry, but uh, it's fantastically a produced song. It is a song. Also, worth pointing out that Nathan Moore of Worlds Apart fame uh, managed Lisa Scott Lee and appeared in Totally Scott Lee. Everything's linked. Everything is linked. So, track number 12 now. And Dan, I know for a fact this is one of your favourites. We're going to have to play the whole thing, Will. Paradise Lost. That was Paradise Lost, and as you alluded to before it played, Will, that is one of my favourite step songs ever. But why? I just, do you know what? I almost can't put my finger on it, but there's something about it, it, the quality of the pop song, of the lyrics, of the production, also fantastic vocally. And when I say fantastic vocally, I do mean as well that the backing vocals and the sort of ahs that are throughout it are wonderful. And it's also, it's one of those songs where it has a little bit of a false ending and then just comes back in and you least expect it. I think, I, don't, I actually don't think this could have been a single. I don't think this should have been a single, but it's a fantastic album. And I think the best quality album track on here. And worth pointing out, this was written by uh, and co-produced with Topham Twig and Waterman of Stomp and Summer of Love and, and uh, You'll Be Sorry fame. So they obviously put together some fantastic singles and I think this is of that caliber but anyway I've said too much well, oh you're gushing I had to get the wet floor <laughs> sign out not again uh so I don't know if it's me but I think it sounds really like a La Ila Bonita yes that Balearic feel which I think I've said that word already this podcast but it's it's true and this is we, when we, we talked about we were on the Zoom call with Steps and Ryland recently, and we got to ask them a question, and we asked them uh, which album tracks would they like to bring back to the live set, and I said, this was my favourite, I'd love to hear this. And I felt a bit of a fool, Will, because when they answered, they Ooh. did mention that they did actually perform this one on their last tour as a bit of a medley with Summer of Love, and uh, it slipped my mind a little bit. But it is, it's on the live I can see how it album. would fit. Yeah. It's got that vibe, hasn't it? It's, so it's on the uh, live album, uh, Passing the Dance Floor, live from the SSE Arena in Wembley. So track number 13, it's Lee's time to shine, while well, writing anyway. This is Turnaround. got a real euro pop euro dance feel to it hasn't it yeah i think this is a great track i think actually of all the tracks that were written by band members this 
back in the day was the one that I would play more and more on repeat. Um, yeah, fantastic dance sound. Lee, he sounds great. On that first verse, he's the only one who did their own track that didn't sing the whole thing. But I think it's a really lovely dancey track. Yeah. Just what you needed to get into the end of the album, actually, because obviously we don't, we never want one of our albums to peter out. Mm, never. And producing this one with, no, and producing this one for Lee was Graham Stack. Now, Graham Stack is a huge name in the pop world. He has written and produced and remixed for some of the greats, but namely Kylie's On a Night Like This, uh, Take That's Promises, A1's Take On Me. And I probably shouldn't mention this, Will, but H and Claire's DJ. Oh, Dan. Yeah. Shall we? No, really? Well, Should we have a little bit? If we're lucky, let's do a little bit of that now. Probably not going to hear Hayden Claire doing that live for a long time, if ever again. So great to get it out there again. So track number 14 now. It's a long album, isn't it? Oh, it's a long old slog, but it's, it's a great album as well. This is Wouldn't Hurt So Bad. And it wouldn't hurt so So that was wouldn't hurt so bad. Isn't that what the boy from the chip shop said after you got him to roll over? <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> so this is the penultimate track on the album. It's a ballad, but I absolutely love this song. And I remember when this album came out, I would play this on my personal CD player. And quite often, I think when I went to bed, I'd put this one on, on my headphones. It was just kind of a quite a soothing, relaxing number to send me off to sleep. Uh, what a great time to talk about the fantastic album artwork. And they've certainly doled up, aren't they? Well, yes. Uh, I think you'd be remiss for not mentioning the hair, which we've already talked about, because uh, there's definitely uh, some really creative hairstyling going on there. I mean, yeah, Lisa definitely embraced this period more than the others. Well, Claire's uh, got some red tips. yes. Lee, as we mentioned, has got a shock of hair. Uh, Faye's got some lovely long blonde hair, which hopefully is all her own. And H has got uh, just a sweep over. Yeah. But poor Lee. God love Lee. Uh, we do love Lisa. We love them all, but we really do love Lisa Scott Lee. But this is not a good look. I prefer the international album cover. They look like they're on, they could be on the front cover of Vogue. They could, but you're going off, 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 off kilter here. Tell us about the studio album cover proper. Well, you've got five members of Steps, uh, and they're stood in a space-age corridor, which is CGI'd in behind them. And you've got the Steps logo. It's kind of evolved a little bit because the oval shape has kind of grown and separated itself. And then you've got Buzz at the bottom. 
in blue. And to your point, the international cover, it's a much more classy affair. Very, very classy. Very classy. Uh, Will, the song? Uh, not for me. No? Despite the fact you've got Mark Mueller on there? Couldn't give two hoots oh. if Mark Mueller was on there. It's just not my cup of tea. Fair enough, fair enough. We're on to the last track of the album proper, and this is Faye. Oh. Faye and a famous co-writer and backing vocalist on this one. If you believe. If you believe, believe in me, I'll turn this time stream into a sea. Cause I believe, believe in dreams. I know that somewhere there's a key. And time won't wait for me. If you So that was, if you believe, uh, in life after love, maybe. Maybe. Now, the reason why, obviously, this is quite slow, quite saccharine sweet. But what really saves it for me is the fact that this is a co-write with Cindy Lauper. And she's also, you can hear her on backing vocals as well, which is fantastic. I love her. It, she's fantastic. But what a huge coup for Steps and for Faye on her solo track on the album, to have Cindy Lauper on board. Um, I remember when it happened at the time thinking it was huge because, of course, the other guys worked with people. They worked with well-known people. They writ, writ, wrote. Oh, dear. God, so sorry about showing my northern. Uh, they wrote fantastic songs. But Cindy Lauper, that's a whole different league. Mm. She's a music icon. and She's so, yeah, anyway. And we do one day, and it's not even on the long list, we do have to do her album. I think it was a... Maybe her last or her second to last studio album. What was it called Back now? Back the Brink? Yes. Yes. Love it. Great bops yeah. on there. We do have to do that. Uh, also worth noting that this was produced by Chris Porter. Chris has worked with the likes of Sir Elton John, Take That, and Christoberg. Ah, oh, Lady in Red. So that's the last track on the album proper. So before we move on to further listening, let's just talk about the album performance. So it was a hit. Got to number four in the UK album chart. Uh, and also it was... Now this will tickle you, Dan. Oh, probably. Most things do. NME gave you eight out of ten. Oh, that's unexpected. It was very well received, very favourably reviewed at the time um, for Steps. And particularly by NME. So well done them. Well done everyone. Hopefully they haven't changed the rating like they have done with some of the tracks. Further listening, Dan, what are the parameters today? Well, we we do love Steps. We're probably going to talk about all Steps albums. We've done Steptacular already, so let's keep it to this era of Steps. But we're quite lucky because with five singles released from the album, we've got lots of remix and B-sides to choose from. So, Will, what have you got? So, Dan, I've gone for a remix, and this is a remix of Summer of Love, and it's D-Bop's Tequila Sunrise Vocal Mix.
So I know it's a very faithful remix, but I love the disco bounce um, that Depop put on there, which they often do with remixes. They've done lots of remixes for the likes of Sugar Babes and Jerry Halliwell and et cetera, et cetera. Um, so it's really fun. And I can just imagine listening to that on holiday when you're out clubbing, supping up on cocktails. Mm. Well, I was just about to say, we talked about how we played the original version by The Pool. This would have been great to hear in the pubs and clubs of Sicily when we were there. But you wouldn't let us go out at night, would you? No, there were some very rabid dogs nearby. Uh, but yeah, it's really a really good, fun remix. There's loads of great remixes. If you listen to The Last Dance... And it's now been extended. There are so many more remixes on there. If you have a look at it on streaming services, it's got all your faves on there. So remixes from Work in Progress, Lee Sisters, Almighty, uh, Xenomania, do a great one, a chain reaction, uh, and, and many more. Dan? I would love to shine a spotlight back onto You'll Be Sorry, because as I said, I thought this was a fantastic, mature, clubby sound. And also, you just mentioned Slee Sisters, one of my favourite remixes from back in the day, particularly their version of Deep Shade of Blue, a classic club sound. So here is the Slee Sisters anthem mix of You'll Be Sorry. even further into the club isn't it that one yeah definitely i don't remember a time in my life when i was lucky enough to hear this in the club but i hope it happens one day oh, actually pretty well because i don't go to clubs anymore well if you do you're home by 10 oh god yeah bath and bed by 10 talc and powdered up <laughs> look like a ghost <laughs> <laughs> oh lovely dan thank you we're out of time oh well that's a shame <laughs> but i've thoroughly enjoyed our second jaunt through a steps album and if we're lucky will might be one more in us later this year. Oh, we're not spent yet. No, definitely not. So all to look forward to, more to come from Steps. Do let us know if you enjoy, uh, we know you enjoy Steps, but if you enjoy Buzz, the tracks we've talked about today, I have more memories from that album and that time. Do let us know at Track by Track UK. And if you wouldn't mind, we'd absolutely love it if you'd give us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts, and actually Steps themselves did say they'd really appreciate it if you do it after this episode. Yeah, Lisa said. Yeah. Lisa said. And um, Nathan. Nathan, yeah. yeah. Uh, and don't forget, we've got Track by Track's new music drop coming back to you on Saturday with another selection of great new music that we think you should be checking out. Uh, so do join us for that then. Do share with us as well any top new music that you're listening to and enjoying at the moment. We might include it. Dan, can you give us a hint of a tease as to what's coming up on the next episode of Track by Track proper? Yes, so as we've said, October is full of iconic pop albums turning 20. I can't believe how many fantastic pop albums were released in October 2000, but it was Q4 in a brand new millennium. Uh, Next week, we're talking about a four-piece British girl band. Ooh, we do love a girl band. We do. If you're saying four-piece, there aren't many. To say anything more would be to give it away. So, until next time, I've been Ian H. Watkins. I'll be Cindy Lauper. Goodbye. Goodbye.
Oh, Dan, that's so cruel. Can't actually get that in, actually. French maids. <laughs> the little tickle stick. <laughs> Sorry, sorry everyone. <laughs> Go home. Take two, back to sorry. your places. No, back reset. To where you were. <laughs>